Welcome to Glide Chat, where we give you the rundown of all things service now. Let's talk about the now, right now. Welcome to another episode of Glide Chat. My name is Michael Lombardo. Today I'm here with Tyler Hogue, SDD at GlideFast. What's up, Tyler? How's it going, Mike? Not too bad, man. Just got in this morning, so yeah, little little tired from the trip, but yeah, it's good from to be where here. Ohio, right? Cincinnati, yeah, Cincy, representing. Explain Integration Hub to me as if I have, I've never heard of it. So Integration <laughs> Hub, um, at a very high level, gives you all of these pre-built, let's just call them actions that yeah. you can use. So you don't have to start from a green field. Okay. Um, if you're trying to hook up into another application and they have an integration hub spoke, you can use that spoke as a part of your flow. So okay. you don't have to then set up all of the air handling, all of that other stuff to connect into that application. And it's and it's more of a plug, plug and play on that specific integration action. Okay. So a spoke is basically like, all right, just just plug in your credentials and we're going to link these two apps, right? Pretty much. And then it's up to you to like where you want to go in that, that application, what table, what field, stuff like that. Exactly. So <clears> when they <throat> build these, these spokes out, they usually go through the, the API documentation for that application and yeah. include all of the like update. I'm just going to use like Azure, like update yeah. user, delete user, create user. They, okay. they include all of those. As a drop down? In the spoke itself. Yeah. I forgot that word for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it allows you to get integration f- or get flows set up with integrations faster. much faster. Yeah. Um, which which is great, especially when you usually had to in the past build all Just of these custom. Yeah. The thing about ServiceNow, it it was always great for integrations. Is you know I was not an integration guy, but it was basically like ServiceNow can connect to it if there's an API. On the is it was always if there was issues, it was always on the other side of the application. Right. You know. Well, it's funny because I don't come from a full stack world, yeah. but interacting with a lot of the custom doing custom integrations i really started to understand the other side of that application really yeah, well as yeah. opposed and, and i i always refer to service now as it's like having cheat codes yeah because there's so much that you can do without so having to think about the back end so administration you don't have to think about any of the infrastructure so it really so you is. literally just focus on i need to make this thing happen I know. so i mean i come in in 2013 2014 service now world yeah and they don't have flow designer they don't have integration hub they don't have all of this stuff they have now that could be considered a turnkey solution I know. so you had to build all of this stuff custom I know. which i do miss those days because I miss you, them you, too. you had the ability to literally just be like hey what do you want yeah cool, I, I could build it yeah, I know. and now there's so much out of the box it's that you like, really have to step back and go okay, does this fit into any yeah. of the current modules before yeah. you then talk about, okay, let's do this let's custom. Let's build it, yeah. Workflow yeah. stuff allows you to be lazy in yeah. some cases yeah. because I've seen some horrific workflows where you open yeah. them up and you're like, where does Why? this go? There's, yeah, I know. There's 50 never plus ending. Like, work, if, workflow activities. Ifs, yeah. And the, and the lines are behind oh, everything. I was, I was so... I, yeah, like OCD, I needed them. I needed to I needed be them. organized, right? I would go in and just reorganize. Me too. Me too. Other people. Other people. I know. I needed to clearly see where it went. I took a lot of pride in that. Actually, oh, me too. I thought I was pretty good at. Maybe not good at scripting, <laughs> but I was really well, good at organizing those A lot of people didn't realize that you could flip the the choices of the output. Yes. So if you had yes. the strings that would cross, you yes. could actually flip them, and, and then you're I know. fine. So, I know. And no one really knew about that. It was just like a cool concept that you could just build that, you know. And I wasn't a developer when I got into it. Like I, I was, 
I used those websites where with like WordPress, okay. Joomla, like I yep. was like a, you know, and you'd have to Joomla. do a little Google and a little coding just to like for little features. But for the most part, it's plug and play, you know, and just, but to get, to get my hands on service now is like, and then, you know, I was a help desk guy answering phones and to get like the keys to the kingdom. Like I was the admin, you know, like it was cool. It was cool, you know? I mean, speaking of the help desk stuff, I mean, that's kind of where the whole IT career started was I always grew so up. So many people. I always grew up uh, working on computers, personal Me too. stuff. Me and too. Messing yeah. around with my own, own <laughs> stuff, building computers. Yep. And then I ended up getting a, a help desk job, which is actually a Me recommendation too. before I actually went into to, to the whole um, ServiceNow space. Yep. But it was I was there for about two, two years. Yeah. And... Now it wasn't like a help desk, like a call. So I was actually the oh. IT for a call center. Oh, so now I wasn't on the phone talking oh, with people. So you all the didn't. Time. That ain't help desk. Eh, uh, so I wasn't <laughs> no, general no, and agree. like public but, help desk, but it was it was help yeah, desk. No, you was, had to go yeah. through all the tickets. Yeah. I, I it, it turned out that I was like the IT person for that company because yeah. they hired me on, and then yeah. all the other IT people left. Oh, so you like so it was guy. just me. So here I am, new to just running an IT shop, having yeah. you figure out network switches, and I had to manage the full IVR system for the the call center because the the, they phones. had yeah. they had people calling in, and I had to program. Okay, they press this button. They're looking That's for this sick. stuff. See, I didn't get it. I was like literally help desk. This is Mike. How can I help you for five over five years? Oh, like it was, it was tough. But and then I got to like do the desktop support. So I go out in the hospital. So I, I used to work at a hospital. The coolest stuff was like going in the OR. Yeah. So like putting on the full b bunny suit they called it. Like, you know everything. Like the full, the full head to toe suit. Yeah. The full. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and I I remember being in the OR. Like I had to go into an operation live, and it's like a body right there on the table, <laughs> and I'm like. Blowing dust off this computer? No, <laughs> but it, like you, <laughs> you know, you sure had, hope there's not yeah, dust you in the hope not dust. Yeah, it was, it, but uh, it was cool. It was, that was like one of my and one of my buddies went to the morgue. Sorry, dead body. It's I mean, it's always cool to see behind the scenes and yeah. some of this stuff. And and being in IT, you always get to see yeah. the behind the scenes of the behind yeah. the scenes because you're you're the one making the things function. Well, and yeah, operations. I mean, during during my time. They, they also relocated. So yeah. I had to set up a full call center again in oh, the wow. new office because they didn't have the infrastructure. Wow. So I had to tear out the old racks. I had to move the servers. That's, re you learned so much doing that. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. You can't, for me, I can't read that in a book. No. I can't learn that. I need I need to do it, you know? Oh, I'm the same way. I, that's yeah. why it's like I never was the, the school type of person. Yeah. So it's like I can read a book and me understand too. it. I need, yeah. okay, cool, I can read the book, but I yeah, need but to be able to Give me the computer it. parts. Yeah. Don't I tell me what I, yeah, and like, you know, give me the challenge and I'll, and that's why I like with service now is like rise up program and stuff. You know, my advice to them is like, it's, it's hard to just learn online yeah. of just like, Hey, go to this online training. Like you gotta, is nothing like getting a requirement from a customer. I want this field to blink three times when this choice is selected over here and then to like go through that learning process and then to actually see it happen and then give it back to the customer and for them to be like, whoa, that was magic. That was so cool. You know, and you're just like, eh, it's just a client. It's just, just a client. No, 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 yeah. no big deal. But, but you know, I, that's what I love. Like, you know, it felt like you were a magician kind of, right? you know? My favorite part about that was the challenge because yeah. going into it, especially with all of the, 
the yeah. on the job learning that I did yes. in, some, in most cases, yeah. I would have no idea. No idea. How to accomplish sure, I can that. do that. I'll figure it now, out. Now I could, I could, I could piece it together. Yeah. It's the early architect brain yep. kind of putting together yep. the pieces, working back or, or an existing code, yep. working back, you know, understanding. I've reverse it. engineered so much. Oh, almost so much s- stuff. I mean, that's now. how you learn. Right. Like you go, like I remember doing something pretty cool where. I think they needed a button on the top of this was like before the new UI, but they wanted a button on the form to do something. And I, I remember finding a, an article on the guru or servicenowelite.com or something. And like they did something else. And then I would take that like, all right, I know this puts a button there, but now I just want to take that button, make this a UI page of blah, 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 like, and just like, so you just stealing bits of code from other people. Right. And then like, somehow jamming it in there and making it work. Yeah, you know? I mean, one of the coolest things that I did was a while ago was uh, similar with the UI page and yeah. Jelly and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. I put together this, it was a, it was like a major instrument review thing Ooh. that they could email or print. Okay. And there wasn't any kind of out-of-box, like, oh, you just throw that in there. No. So I just stole the print icon exactly. from another form. I was like, how yes. did I do that? And exactly. loaded that in. Was just, it a pop-up window too? Yeah. <clears throat> so it would pop up over the yeah. form. It would pre-fill yeah. all of the information because it was, it was a template, and I, d- I didn't yeah. have templates at the time. Yep. And yep. so it was something to where it's just like I built this whole jelly page out. It would pre-fill based on the instant stuff. Then you can print it. You can email it. You can do what you need to. And uh, and that that was always really cool because it was it was jelly. It wasn't even JavaScript. It wasn't even like normal development Dude, stuff. I don't know some of the stuff I did in jelly. I don't know how I did it. It's crazy because yeah. you look at how it's put together. And the the most mind blowing thing when I was really getting deep into it was the whole two phase approach that it yeah. has. Where it, it, yeah, okay, the top it, and the it, bottom. It, it runs it once. I know. I know. And then it runs, then it it runs it, again, it again. And you're I like, know. okay, uh, I, I, know. I kind of understand it. And then you is have to it, use it. Does that exist it. anywhere else? I, I in Jexel, isn't Jexel jelly and Jexel? Oh, I, I, uh, I, I can't remember. It's, it's been years, thankfully, that I've had to actually yeah. put together a, a jelly page. Did you ever use Glide Modal? Is Glide Modal the standard now? Uh, Glide Modal, I think, is the standard. Yeah. They use that Glide, a lot it used more to be Glide Dialog Window. Oh, yeah, Glide Dialog yeah, Window. Glide, I remember when, Glide, when I first saw Glide Modal. It's, <laughs> it's supposed to be more like UI um, mobile friendly, I think. I think, yeah. I don't it's know. more I, portal and mobile friendly. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm so far out the game. People are gonna be making fun of me. I oh, was like, sure. I listen. I still have my certs only because if I lose them, I'm not getting them back. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> like, I keep them active. I, I keep them active. Just talk a little bit about Agile Genius. If we don't if we don't talk about this, it's gonna be yeah. a shame. I mean, for those who don't know, Agile Genius essentially is using OpenAI to generate Agile stories for a development implementation project. Um, it, it really spawned from my personal need working with the GCU. Yeah. One of the things that when you run out of now learning to do yeah. and you've gone through, got your CSA, got your CAD, you're, you're, you're actually, you've done the hands-on keyboard stuff for a bit. Instead of just going back and continuing to do now learning and it's, yeah. it's boring in some <clears throat> cases, or you're just literally following instructions and you're like, okay, cool. I get it. Yeah. We're, we're, we were setting up um, mock implementations. Yeah. So me being a lazy person, yes. I'll say not lazy. It's more. No, of, that's no, that's the key to that's the key to innovation, right? Like, I I don't want to have to walk across right. the country, so I'm gonna build a plane <laughs> to fly there. You know what I mean? So I needed I needed to generate stories for a mock implementation yeah. to make it seem like it was real and all oh, that wow. fun stuff. 
So I was messing around with with OpenAI because it, it came out earlier that this year yeah. um, where they had an API available to where you can hook in programmatically. And I was like, I wonder if it can go to ServiceNow. I wonder if I could yeah. set it up in ServiceNow to do all this stuff. That's awesome. And so I just started playing with it. Um, my first kind of application, I ended up building um, almost like a D&D role-playing DM or Dungeon Master, and that was the AI. Yeah. And it would just build all of the content for you. And you would have minimal input. It would just be like, hey, here's here's the general world that I want to build, and it would give you the wow. classes. It would give you, if you build a character, it would give you the background and the personality. Oh, like cool. It was one of those things where it really opened my eyes to the the power of these yeah. large language, mo- language models and yeah. AI that the advancements they've, they've now made. Because yeah. I'm sure you know, AI, AI for the longest time used to just be chatbots yeah. that you had to pre-program already. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. wasn't anything that was mind-blowing. It wouldn't any, be anything that you're like, no. okay, yeah, they've got the, wow. the they're the thinking. Com- Terminator's coming. Terminator's yeah, coming, you know, exactly. It wasn't there, yeah. So you'd kind of be like, okay, cool, it's a gimmick. I get it. But with, with kind of the new advancements, you really started to see that blending between that uncanny valley of like, Okay, did did someone come up with this, or is this just a machine generating it? Yeah, where just it was it was mainly with the the mistakes it would make prior. You'd be like, oh yeah, okay, no, it, it'd yeah. fail on this, yeah. and it would come. But now through it's be, fixing it, itself. It's like, oh yeah, man, it's incredible. So I was messing with that, adding a bunch of features. I went through like image generation. I went through yeah. the speech to text type of stuff and and the like. I, I tried all of the APIs yeah. just to see, hey, can I set this up in service now? The image generation is fun because you just kind of throw throw stuff it's at it. Scary. It's scary. I won't mess with like you know how people like create their own headshots. I'm not doing. Oh that. no no no. I, like, I don't want to see myself generated by AI. Right. No. So I I do the generative based on the prompt stuff. So you can just feed it random prompts yeah, and like, see Nick, what it does. Oh, like dude, create, create a monster right. with two eyes. It's like can I get just Guy Fieri as a Lego, Lego minifig? Shut up. And it would see, and it would give you a. Random. You have like, a great imagination. <laughs> I remember when when we had the first call after the acquisition, and we had like the DJ Honeycomb, Honeycomb, and you had the Doctor Honey, Doctor Honey was up. <laughs> you had this like your Zoom background was a spaceship. Yeah, and like we're just like jamming out, and you're like, I am a simulated. <laughs> I remember you wrote that. Like, I, and we were just having fun. I'm like, I like this guy. Me and Pip on that like. We like this Tyler guy. I could tell. Yeah, I mean, I do love, like to kind of bring that energy to it. It's, yeah, you're, it's yeah there's just, a uniqueness like to you. Fun. There's a uniqueness to you, though. I mean, I guess we all are unique, but there's a there's like a special kind of uniqueness to you. Maybe it's the beard. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just I just kind of do me, and if, if people enjoy it, yeah. I mean, and if they don't, if they don't. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not sorry. trying to please it's anyone. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, That's I a key do to life. Myself. There's a key to life. I, I somebody said this. A long time ago, and oh, you know how random things stick with you? We were talking about, like, somebody in particular. Like, I forget. I don't know who it was. But and we were like, man, like, this person is just, like, cool, you know? And we were talking about, like, why they were cool. And we were saying, like, you know why they're cool? They are who they are. And they don't, they're not trying to be someone else who's cool. And we were saying, like, if we tried to be that person, we wouldn't be cool. Like, it's working for them because they're just being themselves. And it just, it's, com- people gravitate towards them because they're just being themselves. So, well, and, and, and that's why I do, like, appreciate the Glidefest culture here because yeah. it allows people to be themselves. Yeah. And it, it's definitely something to where you can, 
meet in interesting characters, exactly. have great conversations with people, and it's not just a, hey, let's talk about work. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, oh, what do you enjoy? It's like, exactly. oh, you can have hour-long conversations about nothing and then go, oh, I, th- I think we should probably talk about Yeah, let's, let's get back to work for a second. Especially earlier on in, in the world of GlideFast, it was like so many of us were like kind of like, I don't want to say misfits, but like we didn't fit into the traditional work world or whatever. Like we weren't like the cool kids in school, you know, but like we were, we were still like special, you know? And like, that's what I felt like Glyphast was real, like welcoming to people who maybe didn't fit in like, come with us. Like you're one of us. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that, that, that started pretty early because like 10 years ago when I first got into service now, my first job was with, with Vantive, which yeah. is now FAS, or was WorldPay, yeah. then F, whatever. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> but it was split off from Fifth Third Bank, so they still had kind of the bank culture in there. Yeah. I come in, and it's like people made the comment of like, oh, who's that kid in his dad's suit type yeah. of thing? So I'm like, I, okay, I, gotta, I guess I got to dress nicely, and I got the, the suit jacket on or whatever for my interview and, yeah. and go in, in there. And then, I mean, what, what didn't wear my gauges? Like, I was, I was definitely like, hey, there's, there's a culture here, and it's like a bank culture. Yeah. But we kind of turned that into the ServiceNow team is that new age kind of development team where it's not just a bunch of guys sitting in a cubicle. And we would do these tech expos that they would have to show off different products that, are, that people are working on and building inside the company. And one year, we, uh, me and Matt Saxton um, ended up, we we would always make like a video game and port it to ServiceNow. Yeah. So the one year we shout made out Flappy Saxton. Bird. So shout I'm, out Matt Saxon, love the dude. Uh, but um, we made Flappy Bird, but we replaced it oh with this. God. It was like uh, the CTO's head or yeah, something. I, I saw. I actually saw that. So it was, it was Flappy Mark. That's actually, hilarious. And it was funny because we, we it, there was Flappy Bird at the time. Um, yeah. We did uh, Mortal Kombat was one of them, and wow. we did uh, a couple of the. Uh, the, the VPs and the and the CTO and they they would the, the, their heads we it was a uh, Sub Zero and and uh, who was the other one but we replaced their heads with their heads and they did all the and it was all in in service now wow um, we did a chess one with IO capability so you could load up a chessboard or checkers it was checkers yeah so you load up a checkers board and play with people in different locations so instead wow. of just presenting it on a screen and playing it we could do it across different locations wow so we, we always had fun with it and it was definitely more of the the, the be creative and, and be yourself and, and show who show who you are and and people would appreciate it especially if you did cool things so that's awesome yeah and that's what i loved about like saxton and cloud pirates was just like you guys were just like, it was just different. Like it was, and it was so far technically beyond. Like I remember Saxon calling me one day. He's like, hey, this was like way before any of the, these, the acquisition or anything. He's just like, hey, I got the war file for service now. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I figured out how to get the war file. I'm like, how did you get that? <laughs> and like, did you, did you oh, know? Oh yeah, no. He, yeah. It was, it was super creative idea how he yeah. did it. Like requesting an upgrade. Attach, downloading, attaching it to it. He's like, you couldn't download it directly, but then I figured out if you attach it to an incident or a task yep. record. Because I remember, like, there was a bug or something in service now. I was like, man, I can't get behind it. He's like, tell me what you want. I'll, like, I'll search the war file. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. Like, well, I mean, shout out to Saxon again. I don't yeah. want to completely make I this know, a Saxon I know. podcast. We need to get Saxon on the podcast. But he had a, a, a StarCraft patch specifically for him because he found a way to basically inject crystals or something. I, I didn't play StarCraft back at yeah. that time. But to in, inject crystals so he could get crystals, and they patched that Dude. because it was, a, it was like currency. But uh, anyway, ADHD is flaring Yeah, I know. Where were we? Agile Genius. We were Agile yeah. Genius. Yeah. So it started with the DM stuff, started to make mess with the APIs, yeah. had a need to generate a bunch of story content for GCU grads to yeah. go through and essentially start figuring out how agile works, picking up stories, do the refinement, all of that stuff. So here I am freaking out. I don't like write, writing stories. I'm, I'm dyslexic. I'm ADHD. I, like writing is the worst part, in my opinion, about the whole architecture stuff is writing yes. stories. So I was like, okay, I've been messing with this AI content generation thing for a couple months. Yeah. Let's, let's see how good it is at generating stories. Cause I've done, I've done this. I, I know the starter stories. I've gone through workshops. I've created these for customers. So I should be able to tell, okay, yep, it's good. Or no, it, it, it's got a ways to go. And immediately I, I started generating stuff and it was like, wow, it's, it's nailing it. Now it's not perfect, yeah, but it, it gets you in the ballpark and it allows you then to have the conversations. Because the biggest thing that I always would struggle with is I would have focused too much on I got to figure out what story I'm going to write. I got to make yeah. sure I get all of the content. And I'm then not having those conversations with the customer. Exactly. Where I get to dig deep and go, well, why? Well, yeah. why? Well, why? Because I'm stuck yeah. at the first why going, okay, we'll have to document that this way. And That's what I think some people missed on what what it is when we announced it. A couple of comments I got on one of our YouTube videos. I was like, or one person actually. They were basically saying like, <clears throat> this can't do you replace a person or something and like listen it's not meant to do that it's meant to give you a head start in a guide you may not need ha- you may not need a quarter of the stories you may have to add in you know 10 more 20 more you're still gonna have to review them you gotta review them and you're gonna have to tweak them you're gonna have to make them uh, you know personalized but the point is it gets you further along faster and it allows you to focus more on face-to-face interaction with the customer and actually solutioning and actually getting to the root cause rather than sitting there typing. Right. And that's what I think AI is today. I think it's like when you were talking about even using it for like creating the characters and stuff, it's basically like it's it's an imagination fast. Like it's got like a hell of an imagination. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like super fast right. and it's super smart. You know, it's like having the best personal assistant, you know, hey, you know, I, I use it for like job descriptions and like stuff like that to just, even if I have to tweak it, you know, it, a few it, times it, after. It gives you a template without having a template plier. There you go. So exactly. I, it, it really, the, the other thing that I kind of want to call out with the Agile Genius is we spend so much time getting a project started Yes, that I know. you have people sitting on the bench for a couple of weeks in some cases because you're running through the customer workshops. You're yeah. getting all the stuff do, done. Waiting on the customer. Waiting on stuff. the customer. Yeah. And then you have a workshop. And then you have to go write the stories. Yeah. And then you go have to review the stories with your team. Exactly. And then you got to go to the customer, get sign off get on approval. those stories. And yep. then, then you can, can start, start to work on them. Whereas yeah. that takes up so much time at the beginning of the project and you're burning hours 
that you could use at the end of the project. Yes. Making sure UAT is good, making sure your go live plan is ready. Could because I've had a couple projects to where you're going great, you're going along. It may have may have been a little bit of uh, uh, some hiccups at the beginning, getting started. Yeah, so yeah. you're burning hours there, and next thing you know, you're ready for go live, and you're post implementation hyper care. Yeah, and you're like. We've got one hour left yeah, on the I know, project. I know, I know. We need to do a zero cost change order <laughs> yeah, and make sure to, that we're just covering to do something. Them. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a freaking out at the at the tail end as opposed to front loading all of that exactly and getting that quicker. Any any time we can save, right? It's, it's just like it, it's value. I mean, right. it's value. Anytime we can focus more on business, and that's why when I heard it, I was like, because you have like three. What's I don't want to tease. I don't want to tease any other ones, but you have a couple other products in the pipeline, right? You leverage an AI, but th- this one, when I heard this one, I was like, wow, this is, this is easy. Cause we don't have to sell it. It's not going to cost us a ton of money and it's going to save. It's good. It's the biggest value day one, day one value. Well, and, and I think it's something that a lot of people Im- immediately didn't think about. Yeah. Everyone's thought about code generation. Yeah. Exactly. Every, every single, every everybody single person is, is like, Hey, can it generate code for yeah, me? And, exactly. then, and then you have the developers freaking out to where it's like, it's not going to replace you. It's not going to replace you. a human, but it, but a human using it. Well, mm-hmm. well, a, a like human that. who knows how to use it. Exactly. Exactly. Cause not everybody's using it the right way. Well, I mean, it, it comes back to even just any emerging tech that gives you the yeah. advantage of, of speed. I mean, you, you can even it. argue the typewriter. Yeah. It's like, if you're not using the typewriter, you're, you're out of here yeah. type of thing. So I see this as kind of the next step is it's, it's a tool. It's going to be used. People are going to use it. Yep. It's not going away. Yeah. Um, and you might as well figure out how it works. Yeah. So you can actually be like, Oh, I can have a, a, an intellectual conversation about why this is a good thing as opposed to immediately going, Oh, I'm on the defensive. It's going to take my job. I'm going to be replaced. It's yeah. like, if you're going to be replaced, automation would have replaced you already. Yep. There, there's, there's all this talk about automation replacing jobs, automation doing this, and yeah, in some <laughs> sectors it is, but you, it's, it's the same thing as the, uh, the old switchboard operators. Yep. Automation took hundreds of thousands of jobs for that, yep. and now there's no switchboard operators, but there's other things that, that, that came from that it. came from that. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, automation will replace jobs, but in some It'll cases... It'll create new ones. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So it's just moving away from some of the in. older technology. Something you can do. Exactly. So um, I, I see this as a, as a, as a net positive overall. Um, of course, it's going to further... It's going to further human... Right. Unless, it, unless it, like, kills us all. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's, like, def- that's definitely got, a positive. I don't want to rule that out. And all that fun yeah. stuff. So. I've saw, I saw that movie, Terminator. Well, I've seen Terminator. I've seen it's a documentary. So it's a do- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rise of the Machine. But I'm like hit or miss on TV shows. Like, Dude, they need to like figure out this whole TV thing because it's like, – I hate commercials. I can't do it. Well, and it's the, all the streaming services now. It's I know. Like it's they, weird. They, they, they it's shattered weird. it all into their own little yeah, space. Yeah, it's and, weird. It's like, it's like that's what – that's what the internet would have been if there would have been like different internets and you would have had to like describe uh, subscribe. Someone was telling me that like the person who invented the, internet, not Al Gore, whoever it was, whoever, like made it free and just like put it out there. But if he didn't, if he like made it like his comp, his whatever, it would have well, been like different internet like domains. And there was a push uh, <clears throat> years ago to, to, to do, that. do that. I know it was like a big protest, right? right. Wasn't it? Yeah. What was that well, called? I forget. I remember, like, I remember. I remember. Was it the guy who who um, 
worked at MIT that organized it. I, yeah, I, don't, I remember I don't, that. I don't that was like a big thing. I it signed was. like the petition and stuff. Well, I mean, it would have put a lot of work. It, it would have ruined it. the internet as we know it. So <clears throat> exactly. It those, like, like if you wanted Google, it would have been behind this. You would yeah. have subscribed to this. Oh, God. Well, it was like the the, the fast lane for these yeah. specific like streaming services. Yeah, would basically. Have a priority bandwidth, yes. and then if you didn't pay into oh, the, it, was God. like oh. we got to do this every week. Can yeah. we do this all? Like <laughs> we would have like a legit Joe Rogan thing. We would just get on Zoom and just kind of yeah. Chat. Well, thank you for joining me on this episode of Glide Chat. Yeah. This was awesome. Do you have a topic in mind that you'd like to discuss? Reach out to us at GlideFast.com and subscribe to our podcast for new episodes. Thanks for listening.